It's Flickers After Dark. And it's only me, Matt. Because I caught up with a friend who was deeply impacted by one of Sunlux's newest songs, Yesterday's Wake. And to be really honest, the conversation gets really raw, really vulnerable. But it's... It's something that just really reflects how impactful Sunlux's music can be to us as fans. So I thought it was just incredibly important and vital to share Matthew Metcalf's story. The EP as a whole, it's, it's an interesting, it's, I mean, it's only four songs. Two of them are instrumental and two of them uh, are more traditional with vocals. The EP is very much, I feel like, an extension of Sunlux's latest album, Brighter Wounds. The themes and even the titles of some of the songs, uh, it's just kind of branching out and expounding upon the things that uh, Ryan and the rest of the band kind of explored in the album. Because uh, they have the song All Directions, on Brighter Wounds, and then on the EP, you have All Directions 2 and All Directions 3, which are the uh, instrumental tracks, and then spaced in between those, you have Delivery, which is the second track. So it starts All Directions 2, and then Delivery, and then uh, All Directions 3, and then the final track, Yesterday's Wake, which kind of is like really the whole grounding and foundation for the entire EP, I feel like. And so, yeah, the EP as a whole is, is interesting and it's, it's short. There's just so much depth in this short little four track EP uh, and with only two vocal tracks as, as far as the song listings go. It's just the lyrics are just so deep and it's amazing how much emotional weight this small EP kind of covers and, and carries. Because, I mean, especially as we get into yesterday's wake, it's just, it is line, line after line, word after word. It's just like, a, mm, it's just a punch in the gut. One of the most beautiful things about it is how it, it ends on a note of hope. And that hope is kind of the context which all of this is placed. That's kind of the EP in a nutshell. So, yeah, if we just kind of talk about the rhythms of the EP and, and how it kind of leads into Yesterday's Wake, which is the final and fourth track, I feel like it is, like, delivery is definitely a lament, a prayer of lament, and just kind of limiting the state of the world that we're currently in. Then, you know, once delivery ends and, and Ryan kind of calls out for delivery, and at the end of the song, it goes into the next like instrumental, uh, which is All Directions 2 or 3. The interesting thing about both of those instrumental tracks is that they kind of uh, mirror one another, and they both kind of start out very 
slowly, but then they build, build, and build. And especially the, the first track on the EP, it just kind of builds to a frantic point, and then it goes straight into delivery, which is kind of a frantic song um, in terms of its instrumentation. With the second or the third uh, version of All Directions, you, you have that build and build where you've got the, it starts out with almost like a, a shout or some kind of just almost chant-like voice, but it's super, super muffled. And then it goes and picks up strings and bass and it starts to build and build. then at the last moment it just like completely goes down and is almost just this frail little note uh, that kind of in it ends on and then it leads into yesterday's wake which is in itself a very frail and very it's not a super uh, overbearing song it, it kind of hangs in the air uh, yesterday wake kind of hangs in the air and for me personally, just to give like some context with uh, my relationship with Sunlux as an artist, which is something I probably should have started out with. Sunlux, uh, I was introduced uh, to him through our mutual friend, Zach Corthals. I hadn't heard of his music at all. Somehow I completely missed him, even though like we were in like uh similar circles and and stuff it just like somehow he completely flew under my radar uh so i hadn't listened to him at all up until uh, probably six or seven months ago maybe no it's actually been longer than that it's been a year probably i've had i've had a crazy year zach i stayed with he and his, his wife and his, his awesome son isaiah uh for a weekend and he me to Sunbox during my stay. Uh, I was living in Houston, Texas at the time, separated from my wife. We were going through the, or at least I wasn't aware of it at the time, but we were headed towards divorce. It was something that I just um, was in the midst of uh, walking through that difficult and hard season of life. Um, just being mostly completely isolated in Houston, uh, not knowing anyone, uh, not really having any friends or connections. Uh, so there was, a lot, it was a really lonely season, really difficult season, and a really dark season of life. 
I was in, in the midst of all this Sun Lux, this music kind of came into my life and it was uh, deeply helpful and deeply, it was just like a lifeline in a lot of ways. There were, there were different aspects of music and uh, literature and pop culture the Lord brought into my life during that time that just kind of gave me a lifeline and a, a, a way to cling to hope. And one of those was Sunlux and his music. Uh, my experience with this EP and especially Yesterday with Wake, uh, which is the final song of the EP, really is kind of remarkable to me just the way that I've personally, I per first personally experienced this particular song. You know, since that, since the uh, my marriage ended and things were kind of ended in Houston, uh, I moved back home to Asheville and I've been living here for Asheville, North Carolina, and I've been living here for about five months, just trying to get my feet on the, um, find my footing and find what my future looks like. And since the divorce has been finalized, I have, it's been hard for me to put into words exactly the, my emotional state and how I have felt and just the attempt of trying to navigate through all of the grief and darkness and despair that kind of weighs on you uh, after something that you uh, fought for and longed for and saw as something that was good and beautiful and true uh, just kind of die. That whole emotional experience, weight uh, spiritually, uh, it just kind of sits on you and it's something you can't shake necessarily. And it's something that's just kind of present and with you in your day-to-day -day life. Uh, yesterday's Wake, uh, when I first heard this song, I was just completely blown away because it was like uh, Ryan had uh, looked into my mind and my heart and like wrote a song about how I was feeling emotionally. Just everything from the instrumentation to the lyrics. Uh, I don't know if I've ever experienced a song that so accurately depicted my emotional state uh, the first time that I listened to Yesterday's Wake because uh, I was just in a particularly low point uh, just kind of a downward uh, trend, just trying to cope with the divorce and, and trying to be acclimatized to and uh, readjusted to the reality of life after uh, a marriage that ends. So yesterday's wake is profoundly important to me uh, for those reasons. And I mean, for a song of its length, uh, it's only two verses and uh, it's like barely, uh, it's not even four minutes long song. It's like three and a half minutes. It's just so, there's so much depth there. Um, there's so much goodness. And there's also so much truth in, in the song. Not just about 
my experience and the way that I've, I've felt walking through my own darkness and my own despair and my own suffering. Uh, but the way that so many of us are experiencing these things and, and the, the pain and the uncertainty of, uh, and the messiness of life in the here and now and in the world that we live in, um, the, the hurt and the pain that so many people are feeling in their daily lives, uh, from all manner of things from, you know, the political environment to social justice and the, the weight of, uh, today's current events and, and marriages dissolving and people dying in mass shootings. It feels like we are just soaking in and in darkness uh, and despair and that there is no, it's hard to see the hope. Just looking at like the first uh, two verses the first two lines of the of the first verse of uh, yesterday's wake, uh, he opens up saying that I'm I'm swimming for the shore uh, to flee the future of my world. I am swimming for the shore to flee the future of my world. I, I think that's very, it's an illustration. Like we're all swimming uh, in in the water of our culture and of our lives. And we're swimming towards something. We're swimming towards some, some kind of ideal or in the Christian sense, we're ultimately longing for the shores of, of the new heaven and the new earth and for the new creation. But then he's talking about, he's wanting to flee the future of his world. So there's fear there. There's fear of what the world will become. There's fear of the future. Uh, there's fear of, there's just fear of the uncertainty of, of life. Uh, it, it seems like uh, he's trying to escape that. And that resonated with me because uh, like <laughs> me personally, I didn't even know what my future would be or what a, a future would even look like. So, it resonated that fear of uncertainty and fear of uh, the pain that may come in the future of wanting to flee. The next line he talks about, uh, he says that it's a bloody moon and it's a dirty earth, which I think is just a, a description of uh, the nature of our world, uh, the violence um, and the messiness and the fact that life is not clean and life is not super tidy, uh, but it's, it's it's violent and it's often messy and dirty and there's an earthiness to our, our existence and it's not squeak the squeaky clean personas and lives that we present on Instagram but there's there's a lot of uh, things that we struggle with daily that we go through each and every person no one uh, that most people never see into. Uh, the daily struggles of, of our lives uh, because those aren't things that we broadcast or present to people. It's a bloody moon. It's a dirty earth. So those 
first three lines it, it, it's just I think kind of a setting for describing the context of our world and our life and and the fear of what a future might look like in, that, in this world and then he goes on to say we found our way to the end of youth to me um, personally was uh, it, it resonated with me because I was going through and watching my marriage end at the very at the tail end of my 20s going into the thir- my 30s and uh, there was just a sense lost there in this a sense of ending that phase of life in a, in a in a place where I never imagined I would be and a, a loss of innocence uh, and a loss of uh, the kind of idealism that I guess comes with youth we found our way to the end of youth. It's a whispered voice. Now it just it felt like I found I found my way to the end of youth, but not in the way that I imagined or pictured that it would happen. Perfectly sums up like that closing chapter of my life. And then he follows that up with it's a whispered voice now piercing through. For me, that line is that the, that our youth is a whispered voice, and it's kind of piercing through in, in our current, like where we are in life now. The memories of our past and our youth are kind of still with us and still kind of piercing us in our in our thoughts and just subconsciously. But also, I think I think this verse can uh, this line can have a double meaning because. For me, I also feel like it's a, uh, it could be, it, and for me it is, a representation of the Holy Spirit and just the, the small voice that it has uh, and just the whispering uh, that God so often does into our heart through the Holy Spirit and how it pierces us and how it uh, comforts us and how it challenges us and how it just kind of helps us not only to reckon with our sin and our darkness, the ways that we have hurt others, uh, but also to uh, convict us of who we are to to God and in relation to God, to pierce us through so that we uh, come to Him and we rely and and seek, rely on Him, and seek Him. So I, I feel like it, the Holy Spirit is is also there in, in that whispered voice the next line is kind of the refrain that he ends the the song on but uh, where he's, he repeats it's a brighter it's a brighter, it's a brighter, it's a brighter. And I've thought about, like, what does that mean? What is a brighter wound? Because that's the title of the album, and that's the phrase that he uses here. And for me, at least thinking on it, I think a brighter wound is a wound that we experience in life, uh, the suffering and pain uh, that we experience. But there is there's hope in that suffering, uh, and there is light uh, that can be seen and can be felt uh, in that suffering, in that pain. Um, and ultimately that light is the hope of Christ, the hope of, of the gospel. 
uh, the hope of, of new life and resurrection in Christ. Uh, just the way that that can be seen in the life of believers, that we are afflicted, but we are not perishing. You know, as Paul says, that we have hope and and we don't crumble in face of the pain and suffering that we encounter because ultimately uh, we know that the endurance of that suffering gives glory to God uh, and that God is going to lift us up and, and give us the ability to endure and to persevere uh, through those wounds that we receive in life. I also think there again, it could have a double meaning where the a brighter wound is uh, the wounds that Christ received on our behalf and how those are brighter wounds because they point to the light and the goodness and the grace of God. As I've thought about what does that phrase mean and why does he kind of repeat it in the liturgical way here, I feel like it could have those meanings kind of wrapped in, wrapped inside of it. And, and the second verse is really the one that really hit home for me. I think the second verse is just, there's so much there. Uh, and it, it, it was it was when I listened to the second verse of the song that I just, I kind of came undone because it was a perfect encapsulation of, of how I felt, but also the hope that I was so desperately clinging to. Um, because, it, it, in the second verse, Ryan starts out, he says, I'm not ready, uh, I'm not for, re- ready for the day. I'm not ready for today. Um, still caught in yesterday. I'm still caught in yesterday's wake. It's plain to believe, but it's hard to see. From within the shadow comes a light. Through the hole in your aching side It's a brighter wound It's a brighter wound Oh, it's a brighter wound And I was like, there, that is uh, the line that has ran through my head every day that I have woke up uh, since my divorce. And I didn't know that that was the line uh, that I was telling myself. Uh, but that was, that was subconsciously how I, I had felt that I was, I was not ready to confront the day I wasn't ready to confront. Um, I was, I wasn't ready to live life. I didn't, I didn't even know how to live life. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how that would even work. Um, and, and so, and, I, and it was because I was, I was caught in the wake of um, my marriage ending. This 
the cataclysm the cataclysmic event that that was in my life um and just the grief uh, and the heartache um that i had just stored up inside of me i i i didn't know i didn't know what it felt like to not be caught in that way to not like i felt like it that, that those two lines perfectly illustrated my struggle to keep swimming to keep my head above water but not being able to like that would just caught in this this wake of this event that happened in my life um and just struggling and for air and struggling for strength and not knowing uh if i was if i was going to sink to the bottom uh or if i was going to make it to the shore um and it so it just it perfectly uh described how i was feeling and so cathartic and i think it would, i think that so many people are feel a similar way for so many different reasons for so many different ways that you know people are struggling it's a brighter wound in gasping and hoping for it's a, brighter uh, a sign of hope and light that's that's why this song is so beautiful because the the next three lines in this verse are just they're just filled with so much hope in the midst of that suffering in the midst of in the midst of that that drowning because uh, after that ryan says it's plain to believe but it's hard to see from within the shadow comes a light through a hole in your aching it's side plain to believe but it's hard to see from within the shadow comes a light through the hole in your aching side it's a brighter wound <laughs> what i mean what he's saying there is so beautiful because it is talking about it's, it's really john 1 5 uh, the light is darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it and the darkness will not overcome it and cannot overcome it and because what he's saying what he's saying here is where he says it's plain to believe but it's hard to see that to me is saying it's plain to believe the truth of the gospel it's plain to believe in the hope that we have as Christians, but some, but a lot of times it's it's hard to see it uh, in in the pain and in the suffering uh, and in the messiness of life. It's sometimes it's really hard to see that hope, to see that light, uh, but it is there. And he says, from within the shadow, within the shadow of darkness, within in our lives, within the shadow of the pain and the suffering there comes a light that light is the gospel that light is christ through a hole in your aching side so that light is is coming through even in the midst of your pain even in the midst of your suffering that that light is 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 coming in and it's it's almost through that pain and through that suffering he's saying that you will experience that light 
that you will experience the beauty and the truth and the goodness of the brighter wounds of, of the, of the brighter wounds of Christ uh, that bring ultimate healing and satisfaction and, and reconciliation and restoration to God. And it's there that you find who you are and who you are created to be. And it, it, it just, that is, that is the ballast of your soul as a Christian is, is knowing that in spite of everything that will, may happen in your life, that you are at a fundamental level rooted and grounded and grafted uh, into Christ. He experienced the same sufferings and abandonment and pain and loneliness and all manner, all manner of emotional heartache and suffering that we experience to reconcile us to him it is incredible. That is the hope that I, that I see here in, in these, in the short three and a half minutes long. Uh, I see that I see the resurrection life and light uh, in the midst of pain and suffering and uncertainty. There's just so much goodness here. And I, I'm, I'm thankful that, that Ryan is kind of using his talents and his voice to point us to these fundamental truths because they're something that we desperately need in this in the moment that we live in it's uh i just appreciate matt just sharing in that way so this is the the final episode of our first season and it's been excellent and awesome and joy enjoyed exploring Sun Lux's music in such a deep way with such personal stories from so many contributors and uh, just keep on listening uh, their music keep on sharing stories about your interaction with their music uh, we're on social media you can hit us up there and just Let's just continue to have a conversation about their music and connect over it. But this will not be the end of Flickers as there is a season two and we've already started to work on it and we're lining up guests and it is going to be just as amazing as this season is and we'll reveal at a later date what artists we're covering. But I'm super, super excited about it. It's another one of my favorite artists. So... Stay tuned. Coming in 2019 will be Flickr Season 2. Peace, y'all. Until next time. Bye.
When did we decide on that? We decided on it at the studio in Studio B. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, is it going to be brighter wound, brighter wounds? Yeah. Brighter's wound? Bright. No, <laughs> Bright wound. The phrase, the phrase came to me in a lyric uh, that actually doesn't appear on the record, um, but will uh, we'll show up at some point in the future. Um, and I, um, I was, I live in LA now and I was walking around LA and, um, uh, I liked, I like to write lyrics when I, as I walk, um, something that's great about taking in like your environment while, um, while writing almost passively because ideas come to you um, in a maybe a more intuitive way because there's less of a like try you know focus on yeah. like I must write this you're more like taking in the world and then letting like ideas sort of flow more naturally maybe or intuitively um, and that was a phrase that that came to me as part of a uh, just kind of in my head, listening to my headphones and singing, um, singing to myself and walking around, and, and it just came to me really quickly and really hard. And um, and I, I thought, even though the the lyric doesn't appear on the record, it's still like very much. A, the more I think about it, the more I think it's an appropriate title for the record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was more of an intuitive choice originally. <laughs> 